everyone, I want to take a moment to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here on Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. The best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your podcast. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com join. Welcome to the Tennis Podcast. I'm your host, animal noise expert, Nick Amell. I'm your just regular human being sidekick host, Brandon. I'm also a human being. Brandon, what's the show about? The show is uh, one of us is going to bring a list, the top 10 list of something. The other one doesn't have any idea what it is, and they're going to try to guess it along with you, the listener at home or in your car or cliff climbing. You can be anywhere. Yep. Our show works anywhere. That's the beauty. It's a very portable show. I want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon members who are listening to us early and ad-free right now. Thank you for being a Patreon member. And thank you for indulging me in my animal noises earlier. That was a hint to today's episode, Brandon. Is it about animal husbandry? No. <laughs> why, why do you say that? You mentioned earlier today that, it, that there was a saucy element to this. Something that titillated me. Something that titillated oh, me so much that I told you before we started recording. Uh, it made me look up the Adam Sandler song. If you are like faint, if you have faint of heart ears, right? If you get offended easily, hmm. do not look up Adam Sandler's song at a medium pace. And don't listen to us either. <laughs> yeah. And when I was in seventh and eighth grade, we thought this a disgusting, funny song was... Um, Amazing, and uh, it's all about gross sex acts. And when you said, I was like, I better brush up on my on my saucy knowledge. So I listen to that song. When I tell you the topic for today's episode, actually, first of all, shout out to Adam Sandler, listener of the show, Patreon member Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah. He paid for my house with his Patreon his subscription. <laughs> uh, today's episode topic. When I first tell you, you're going to be confused because. The, Brandon, earlier today we were chatting and as per usual, he does not know the list topic no. I brought until I tell him here in a second. But the hint I gave him was all caps S-E-X. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think your exact reply was I'll leave my pants at the door. I kept them on. It's cold in the house. There's a blizzard. Yeah, it's cold. There's a blizzard out. Today we're talking about animal sex <laughs> because we're talking about... <laughs> Okay, yeah, sure. Is, we're off the rails. This is the most common household pets. Now, you might be asking yourself, what does that have to do with sex? But I, uh, the only thing it has to do with sex is that I, <laughs> I looked up a lot of animal sex facts in my notes. Uh, that's well, it. animals do that too. All right, most common household pets. Sure, that's, a, yeah. that's what I'd been brushing up on. <laughs> most popular or most common? 
most common. I, I guess they. I guess they would kind of be the same, the same thing, thing right? right? Yeah. Any other dumb questions before we get started? Okay. My sources today: PetSecure.com, PetFoodIndustry.com, Catalogs.com, and AVMA.com, as well as our friends at Wikipedia. A lot of sources today. The main, uh, the material for today comes from a 2018 study from the American Veterinary Medical Association. I feel like they might know this stuff. Quick sidebar here. I do, believe it or not, Brandon, from time to time, I do have people reach out to me on Twitter or something, at the Nicomel, by the way, and they say, you know, you really should diversify your list. Not all of us live in America, bro. Uh, well, then I get that's that. where I live. That's all the shit that I know about. Yeah. That's, that's where I live. I do, when I can, try to bring, you know, a worldwide list instead of American. And I did try, but I could not find a definitive worldwide list for this. So, I'm using an American list. Sorry. God bless America. But uh, I do think, you know, for the most part, this American list will apply to pretty much any country, you know, oh, give or take. Not China. Not China, no. They eat, number one. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> list. Uh, but one more quick thing here. Two, two more things to keep in mind. This is ranked by the number of American households, mm -hmm. not by the number of animals. Right. You understand? So, it's yeah. the number of households that contain one or more of this animal. Right. And one more thing is this is only counting animals that primarily live inside the household. Oh, okay. Or, or you know, in and out, you know, because right dogs in the yard, can be outside, maybe. et cetera. Okay. Yeah, yard or house. So, animals like livestock or horses are excluded. If I did include those, horse would be number eight. Okay. Uh, but those aren't included. I have one guess that I think is on the border that I'll throw out there. All right. Go ahead. Well, how about I'll, I'll throw out that border guess. What about a goat? Goat? Yeah. You goat to be kidding me, Brandon. No, of course not. Oh. No. Nope. We've talked about getting a goat. What? We talked about getting a goat at my house. We didn't get one. Oh. I thought you meant we as in you and I. No, we haven't. You meant we as in... We yeah. as in my wife okay. and I at my house talked about getting a goat. I'm surprised they'd be into goats since... Aren't they inflatable? Your family? Oh, no. A little baby goat. But for inside? No. Outside. They shit little pellets everywhere they go. What? Oh, uh, yeah. What? I guess during the blizzard it would die. So, can't get a goat. Yeah, what? I don't understand No this. goat. <laughs> this is... Maybe this is why we only okay, talked no about it. Well, they're not on the list either. So, it neither then is chicken. No, chicken is on the list. It is. Believe it or not. Yeah. Is it number 10? It's low. No, it's uh, eight, but it's cheating a little bit because it's actually poultry such as chickens and ducks. Okay. But chickens is the majority of that. So, they did lump them together. I didn't, real chickens... I didn't realize that duck yeah. counted as poultry. I mean, I know they're a bird. Well, you also thought a goat could survive outside an Oklahoma blizzard, so... Big old hairy one, maybe. Okay, chicken and ducks. Number eight, poultry. Poultry, such as chickens and ducks, is eight. Now, because that's a group, I kept my notes to chickens only. Mm -hmm. So, there's one million households in America that have at least one poultry animal with 13 million of those. And these, again, these are not on a farm. These are in uh, like residential areas, in residential houses. 13 million chickens across 1 million homes. Basically, an average of 13 chickens a home. You usually don't just have a chicken. You can. I mean, I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, but you usually don't. So that's more common with ducks. Yeah. You usually don't have a goat either, Brandon, but... Well, we don't. <laughs> okay, well, you got... It sounded like you got awfully close and I'm concerned. Any other wild animals you considered having in your fucking yard? Uh, no, no. Hyena, maybe? Okay, giraffe? 
All right, well, keeping chickens as pets became increasingly popular in the 2000s among urban and suburban people, residents. Many people obtain chickens for their egg production, mm -hmm. but often name them and treat them as any other pet. I thought this was kind of cute because I didn't realize this. Chickens are just like any other pet in that they provide companionship and have individual personalities. And while they don't cuddle much, they will eat from your hand, respond to you, follow you, and show you affection. How does a chicken... Isn't that cute? How does a chicken show affection? They also run around after their head's been chopped off, so I don't... I don't know. I don't know. I like the idea of birds. I like looking at birds from afar. But when you really get down to, you know, a bird as a person... Yeah. They're terrible. They... No, they're great. They have lizard-like brains and personalities, only they're warm-blooded, so they're like faster and... They're like when in the Living Dead movies when the zombies started to run. You know, zombies were scary enough. No, they're not because chickens don't fucking do anything to you. They don't eat you. Birds are creepy. Birds are smart and creepy and they got creepy eyes and chickens are birds. I mean, all right. Well, hold that thought. We're, we're, we'll have time to talk more about birds. Have you ever seen the way a so. bird will like turn and snap its head and look at you and you're like, what the f Yeah, it's cute. Oh, it's terrifying. Save your bird talk. Promise we'll get back to it. Sure, I got birds written down. So, I just went over how great chickens are because they, they will eat from your hand, they'll show affection, but <laughs> the Centers for Disease Control Prevention advise against bringing them indoors or letting small children handle them because chickens can carry and transmit salmonella in their dander and feces. Yeah. So, don't bring them in the house, but more than a million households do. So, well, we've learned, if anything, in America the last year, we've learned that the CDC they don't really know. They just make suggestions to control your life. They don't actually care about you or know what they're talking about. The real people that know what they talk about are the politicians. Right. Businessmen. The oranger, the better. Brandon, how long would you guess the chicken's lifespan is? Seven years. Five to ten. You're right on the money. Oh, yeah. But the oldest chicken, according to the Guinness World Records, is Betty 16. White. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did she just turn 100? Almost. Or 99 or something? Like that, yeah. 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 Still got a hell of an ass though. Now, this is where shit gets weird. You know, for a lot of these animals we're going to talk about, I included their sex acts. The chicken sex section on Wikipedia was too fucking sad and might, <laughs> might remind some sexual abuse victims out there of their own life. So, I oh, thought... Oh, no. Well, it's probably like... I thought it'd be better to leave it off. If chickens and ducks are closely enough related that they're both called poultry... And I know what ducks are up to. Uh -huh. I had heard about what ducks got up to. And we have a pond near our house with ducks in it. I've seen and it. I was taking yeah. the baby for a walk around the pond. And I looked over and what these ducks did to another duck in front of that duck's ducklings. We had to get the... Oh, no. The, duck, the ducklings were there? That's so fucking awful. We got the fuck out of the duck pond area immediately. If there's any evidence... You know, pro, pros and cons on both sides, granted, we're not going to get into it here, but at a basic level, if there's evidence against a god, it's that this god knew that animals have to reproduce. So, why make it the most miserable thing ever for every animal species out there except, <laughs> except humans? And those bonobos apes that just sit around and whack each other yeah. off all day. <laughs> you love bringing up the bonobos Well, apes. it's funny because they like... You know, if chimps, if two, a band of chimps get mad at each other, they can like tear each other's faces and ears and, and nuts and fingers off and stuff. They go f literally fucking go ape shit. Uh, they go bananas. 
But <laughs> that, was, that, that was a low blow. If Bonobos apes get upset, they're like, we all need to cool off. Beat my dick. They, and they, they just start <laughs> whacking each other off. They and, make up sex. Yeah. Okay, so all that to say, <laughs> so that's chicken. I left the chicken sex section off, but I did get something else that's interesting. So you've heard about the pecking order, I'm sure. Yeah. Individual chickens in a flock will dominate others, establishing a pecking order with dominant individuals having priority for food access and nesting locations. Yeah. Removing a hen or a rooster from a flock causes a temporary disruption to the social order until a new pecking order is established. And likewise, if you add a hen, especially a younger bird, like a, like a chick, to an existing flock, it can lead to fighting, injury, and death. They'll kill it. Yeah. But did you know this? When a rooster finds food, he calls other chickens to eat it first. Isn't that interesting? He looks out He's for like his... He's like a pimp taking yeah, care of his women. He really is. Come on, babies. Come over here. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to get a good look at their ass while they bend down to pick it up. <laughs> There's a cornmeal on the ground here, girls. <laughs> Um, okay. And last thing. So, this goes to your birds being scary argument. Mm -hmm. Chickens may occasionally gang up on a weak or inexperienced predator. Yep. And at least one credible report, that's the wording, at least one credible report, as in all of history, exists of a young fox killed by hens. Yeah, I'm, so I can go. see. Don't yeah, fuck with chickens. I can see chickens pecking the shit out of all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I bet you anything there's been. Like somewhere back in like the 1800s, maybe even 1900, early 1900s, out on a farm so, somewhere, there was probably some kid, some bratty kid who was in the hen house like torturing all the chickens and one day they just had enough and just pecked his ass to death. Yeah. I, I bet you're right. I'd put money on it. Uh, you know what else people would put money on? Pet owners in America spend over $50 billion a year on their pets, like food, vet visits, Squeaky toys. Isn't it cute that these carnivores like dogs and cats fucking love their little squeaky toy? <laughs> yeah. Something well, it's because that. the... Like instinctually they like it. Yeah. The squeaky noise simulates the like dying noises of a small animal. Yeah. So, that's good times. That's cute. Huh? That's a cute little noise. One more quick stat before you guess. There are over 100 million house pets in the US and the US ranks fifth overall in the world for pet ownership. And the pet ownership in the U.S. has more than tripled since the 1970s. So, we're getting more and more pet crazy here in the States. Who's number one for pets? Uh, great question. Oh, we'll cut that shit out if you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be India. Okay. But, fuck it. Give me another guess. How about a snake? You think a snake is in the top ten? I mean, I don't know. I'm joking. It is. Okay. It's, it is number ten. See? Yep. Now, I'm not a snake guy. I can confirm you're not a snake guy. Anti-snake. Anti-snake. Well, I guess anti-snake is like, I'm not, I guess, I'm not encouraging any snake stuff. If you have a pet snake and I come over to your house and you're like, I got a pet snake, I'll be like, cool, I'll look at it. If you take it out, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with that. I'll jump out the window. I'm going to go a step further. I don't associate with snake people, but 550,000 households do. I actually thought that was kind of low. 550,000 households own over a million snakes. The most common household snakes are the docile species, such as the ball python. Mm -hmm. I think you know something about the balls python, huh, Brandon? And the corn snake. Definitely know about the corn snake. I think that's... The <laughs> corn snake? When you... <laughs> I, that's, the, that's the poop you have on uh, the 5th of July. I fucking knew you would get it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fuck. 
Oh, I need a minute. Okay. <laughs> Snakes are popular among devil worshippers. Uh, I just... <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know they are, but why did you say that? <laughs> because you'd have to be a devil worshipper to own a snake. Man, they're also fucking popular among <laughs> hardcore Jesus worshippers. No, because the snake represents Satan. There's no, a whole... I... There's like... An entire Wikipedia page. Do you not know about the fundamentalist Christian churches that do snake handling? No. Oh, Nick. What? We're about to bust a part of your brain that wasn't meant to be bust like live on air. There are some like super conservative religious sects that like the church of, the church of, uh, what is it called? The church of science? Christian science? They don't believe in modern medicine. They believe you have to pray the sickness away and. Like the yeah. parents are sometimes getting in trouble because they let their kid die. They tried to pray their diabetes away. Well, there are Christians out there who handle poisonous snakes as part of the rituals at church to like demonstrate their faith in God. Like they have so much faith that God will protect them that they're just fucking whipping around poisonous snakes and singing and and well, whooping. Are the snakes like defanged? No. They people get fucking bit and and like rush to the hospital. And I'm getting, like, what do they what do they say then? Did God's forsake them? Or I they, don't know. They must not have believed hard enough. I don't know. I don't know if a reporter's ever followed up to the hospital and like put the screws to <laughs> put the screws to them. <laughs> Can't believe you didn't know about snake handlers. Are there YouTube videos? Definitely. There's probably some snake handler churches churches in Oklahoma. God damn it, there are probably some snake handling churches in Oklahoma. When you were talking, it sounded like you were having a religious experience or something, struggling I was to handle, speak. I was handling a snake. I got very nervous. Yeah. I know you, you do handle your snake a lot while you're talking. Okay. Well, I'm going to make it a priority to watch some, some of that because this is news to me. I thought, I thought it was widely known that if you own a snake, you're, you're clearly in cahoots with Satan. But what you're saying is not always the case. No. Hmm. So, people use snakes in religious ceremonies on both sides, but they also make great pets because they are low maintenance and don't shed. <laughs> they don't claw your furniture and they don't need to go to the bathroom outside or on your floor. Uh, and they also appeal to people who have an allergy to furry pets. Right. So, there's that. They can be fed infrequently, usually once every 5 to 14 days. Did you know that certain snakes have a lifespan of more than 40 years? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's crazy. Can you imagine having the same snake in a little cage? Or not a cage. What is that? Like a... Uh... Terrarium? Anyway. Having a, a snake in a, the... A snake's lair? <laughs> That's more appropriate. Isn't that what they live in? The largest snake in the world lives in the Amazon. What, in my pants? <laughs> <laughs> it is a green anaconda. Uh-huh. Brandon... <laughs> It made you laugh. That was the only reason I said it. It made yourself laugh too. Yeah. Tickled myself. Yeah. That was part of the charm. I'll admit it. Uh, the green anaconda is up to 17 feet long. Mm-hmm. I've seen the movie. Considered the heaviest snake on earth at 97 kilograms and 215 pounds. He can eat an ice cube. The wrapper. Mm -hmm. He ate. Yeah. You did, okay. It would have been funnier if you didn't explain the joke. 
Well, I have something you didn't know, Mr. Anaconda fanboy. Is it that snakes have two dicks? Because I did know that. Do they really? When I was in fourth grade, uh, they had a zoo docent bring a couple animals to school and they brought a snake. And one of the kids who was like, I'm going to get him to talk about the snake's dick. (laughs) <laughs> said like <laughs> he's like act- smirking he's like how do you tell if it's a boy snake or a girl snake <laughs> and he's like nudging you with his elbow and the zoo docent was like alright well you little motherfucker uh, that he is like well actually did you know snakes have two penises <laughs> we were all like what <laughs> all of our I don't life, understand he went, why um, two chicks at the same time <laughs> I don't understand what could possibly be because the next note I was going to read is about how they their organs are like so efficiently laid out in their bodies like they only have one kidney for example and one lung. Well, they got two <laughs> but two dicks. Snakes and lizards have two penises not just one. They are called hemipenes. All right. They may benefit males during mating. Well, no shit. <laughs> no shit, yeah. I'm looking at the penis of a diamondback rattlesnake right now. All right, I guess I'm going to have to do it too. I'm on the wiki article for hemipenis, H-E-M-I, penis, all one word. And then you <sighs> scroll down a little bit and there's like a western diamondback rattlesnake, like from the waist down, laying on his back with his dicks out. They don't look like dicks. They both look like spiky little Kirby's. Yeah. I don't know how he's supposed to get it in with that thing, but Snake's got weird dicks. And on this wiki, there's also a lizard raping another lizard, so I'm glad you brought me here. (laughs) Well, it is worth looking up. The hemipenis of a snake or lizard come in a variety of shapes depending on species with ornamentation such as spines or hooks. It does not look like a normal penis, so. It doesn't look good. I'm going to move us on though. And I'm going to tell you about snakes' sense of how they catch their prey. They use smell Mm -hmm. to track their prey. They smell by using their forked tongues, also known as their devil tongues. (laughs) They get forked tongues and forked dicks. (laughs) You're right. Uh, But the forked tongues collect airborne particles, passes them to the Jacobson's organ in the mouth for examination. The fork and the tongue give snakes a sort of directional sense of smell and taste simultaneously. (laughs) Snakes have a Jacobson elf in their mouth. (laughs) Takes these little particles, <laughs> looks at them with the jeweler's, uh, jeweler's glass. And I was like, oh, fuck, there's something over here. All right, tell the brain. Why is this little tiny snake body elf annoyed that there's something over here? Because it means he's got to like, he's been doing this job for 39 years. He's like six months away from retirement. He just wants to sit in peace and listen to baseball on his little radio uh-huh. Every once in a while, a little particle comes in. He's like, oh, fuck. I got to get up, turn the radio off. When you say he's listening to baseball on the radio, are mm-hmm. you envisioning that he's listening to our baseball or that there's like an elf little league inside the body? Elf baseball. <laughs> inside the same body, right? It might be going on in the body of a different animal. Okay. All right. Interesting. Well, coming soon, if not already out, tennispod.com slash merch. Buy our body elves shirt. Okay. All right. Now, this is interesting. My last note on snakes. In regions where winters are colder than snakes can tolerate, they hibernate, essentially. It's not actually called hibernation, but when a mammal hibernates like a bear, they go to hibernate for the winter, they're in a deep sleep. Mm -hmm. But snakes are awake the entire hibernation. 
<laughs> That's creepy. It's called brewmating. And, they bre- and sometimes they brewmate together under rocks, fallen trees, and they just sit there perfectly awake and don't. And just sit there and stare all winter and wait. Yep. That's exactly what they do. Just I mean, like you waiting in line at the Atlanta airport for your hot dog. <laughs> you would have sat there all winter if you had to. It's just another fact that makes snakes the most terrifying creatures on earth. Well, I remember in one of our past animal episodes, I remember you bringing a note about how they would, like anacondas would all get in a giant snake pile and fuck each other at the same time. There'd yeah. be like 20 males on a female, right? A sex ball. Yeah, they get <laughs> That's all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That alone is enough. But we're done with snake territory. I'm ready to yeah. move on. So, give me, it's, snakes was 10, chicken was 8. Mm-hmm. What's next? Are there any other lizards like a gecko or a chameleon? Any other lizards? There is lizards as a category. What number do you think it is? Six. It's nine. You need to do more lizard research. Fucking idiot. It's embarrassing. Uh, The lizard is number nine. It does include all lizards. However, most common are bearded dragons, iguanas, and geckos. Uh, There's 726,000 households in America with over a million lizards in total. Millennials own more than 50% of the reptile population in the U.S. So, millennials can't get enough of their bearded dragons, Brandon. What do you think of that? I think some of those little lizards are cute, but I don't connect to the lizard brain the way I connect to the mammal brain. Well, you and every other human that's ever lived, Brandon. Well... That's not profound what you just said. That's why I'm saying like I don't see it as a... I don't see it as a good... It's not a pet for me. Uh, especially so is the Komodo dragon, the largest lizard species, which can reach up to 11 feet or over 3 meters long and up to 366 pounds or 166 kilograms. It's been known to stalk, attack, and kill humans. I don't think you're trying to say that that is kept as a pet. No. Komodo dragon will kill... You know, there was uh, one of those like nature, like planet Earth, something like that on Disney Plus or something. Actually, that's Netflix, I think. Anyway. Whatever it is. I saw one once and there was, it was in the desert and it showed Komodo dragons fighting. Yeah, I saw that too. Scary as hell. Yeah. Damn. It looked like two Godzillas fighting. That should be the new cock fighting. I remember exactly which one you're talking about because I remember seeing that like their teeth and claws seemed super sharp and they were just had no problem just biting and clawing the shit out of each other and neither one of them seemed, that's one thing like if a mammal gets injured. You can even tell by its face. Think about how expressive the face of a dog is. Uh-huh. Lizards don't emote. They got one face. Or they got two faces. <laughs> eyes open, eyes closed. It's just like, uh, what's the actress? Kristen Stewart. People used to make fun of her because she would always have the same face in every movie. She seemed like she had the same face at all times. Like, she was a little bit bored but a little bit interested mm-hmm. in what was going on with these vampires. Yeah. So, that's Twilight. We're very knowledgeable about Twilight here. Did you know that the horned lizard... Yeah. Listen to this shit. This is its defense mechanism. It squirts blood from a pouch beneath its eyes up to six and a half feet. (laughs) So fucking like... I mean, what an awesome... (laughs) If you were talking to somebody and they were like, can you step back a little bit? And you're like, no, you know... (laughs) I need to sell one more subscription to... <laughs> I need you to sign up for our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, I need... Shut the fuck up about your Patreon. Step back. And then they went... <gasps> and their eyes bugged out and like 
have squirted blood all over you? No, it's a pouch beneath the eyes. So, like a little cavity would open up under their eyes and blood would squirt out. But it says the blood tastes foul to predators. So, you'd have to then get your finger and kind of sample the blood on your tongue, you know. It tastes foul? That's what it says. Well, that's weird. Do you think if a predator wanted to eat something, they would like the way its blood tastes? Well, not if that... It's probably a special kind of blood, bro. Not just your everyday run-of-the-mill blood, lizard blood. It's like a skunk deal, but through their eyes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it just seems like such an unnecessary setup for animal defense. Like, how about just give them teeth and poison or something? Like, why is it... Or venom? He's already why is it got to- horns. Just make them bigger. <laughs> yeah. God's fucking around up there. Give him a little sword. <laughs> just give him a little lizard sword that's part of his skin. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, All that's right. patreon.com slash tennis pod. <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it. We're standing here at the corners of Peanut Butter Boulevard and Hot Dog Road, passing out the news. It's the Tennis Podcast monthly newsletter. And as long as you got eyes, it's 100% free. Sign up now to get our newsletter hand-delivered by our personal paper boys directly to your inbox on the first Friday of every month. Each newsletter contains the first look at upcoming episode topics, which means you'll know the list topics weeks in advance, helping you plan your life around our episodes. Plus, it's the only place to read Brandon's official blog, The Sidekick Corner. Brandon uses The Sidekick Corner to rant and rave monthly about what's going on in the world. Readers have called The Sidekick Corner everything from great to, yeah, pretty good. Not only that, but newsletter readers get exclusive behind-the-scenes notes and tidbits, monthly merch discounts, and more. Signing up could not be easier. Literally, all we need is your email address and a solely firstborn child. Take 10 seconds now and go to TennisPod.com slash newsletter to sign up and start getting your world news from Tennis Podcast. That's 10ishpod.com slash newsletter. We'll see you in your inbox. Now, is turtle different than lizard? Well, I don't know, fucking Brandon. Why don't you tell me? Is a turtle different than a lizard? I assume so. Is a turtle on here? Is a person different than a bunny? Turtle's number seven. It's the most popular reptile with uh, 1.3 million households. It, yeah, it's different than a lizard. It's a herpetile. Yeah, it's also like a two-year-old could have told you it's different than a lizard. Okay. In the US, due to the ease of contracting salmonella through casual contact with turtles, and Brandon, I know you have a lot of non-casual contact with turtles. What kind of casual? You know, take it on a date, maybe get a first kiss. What kind of formal contact could you have with a turtle? <laughs> Fucking like offering it, a jo- offering it a job while it's... Oh. <laughs> anyway, the US Food and Drug Administration made it illegal to sell turtles under four inches long because they pass salmonella really easily. But many stores and flea markets exploit a loophole which allows a turtle that size to be sold for educational purposes. Uh-huh. So, this was my favorite fact of the day, and I don't know why. Turtles, they all retract their neck into their shell, right? That's like one of their key traits or definitive traits. Turtle shrinks its, not shrinks, it uh, tucks its head into its shell, back into its body. What would you guess is the uh, purpose of that? Like the evolutionary point of a turtle's body being built that way? So, it wouldn't be eaten. To protect itself, right? Yeah. Well, scientists believe that the neck retracts and I guess X, what's the different, the opposite of retract, like comes out. Sticks out. Yeah. The purpose of that is to capture prey while swimming. 
and it is not because of uh, protecting itself. That's just kind of like a bonus feature. I mean, yeah, maybe it can just be both. Not unlike the bonus features you get at patreon.com slash tennis pod. Absurd. But I do think <laughs> 10 out of 10 people, if you surveyed them like, hey, why do turtles have a shell and why do they tuck their head in? They'd say, oh, to protect it from predators. But no, it's to catch prey. So anyway, did you know that the inner shell that the turtle has is made up of about 60 bones and includes portions of the backbone and ribs, meaning the turtle could not crawl out of its shell? Yeah, yeah. If you've ever like found a turtle shell and looked inside or a broken shell, you can see that it, you can see the pieces of turtle that like are definitely not pieces that they could do without the spine and the and the ribs. So when you find an empty turtle shell, I guess that means a predator ate the turtle, right? Yeah. Yeah, because some bitches ain't coming out like a crab. Turtle shells, if you find them out in the wild, smell like ass. If you find them out in the wild, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. Do they smell like the blood that? secretes from the eyes of the horned lizard? No, they smell like a turtle's ass. That's what was in there last. (laughs) I guess that makes sense when you say it like that. Hmm. The largest turtle ever was the Archelon Icarios, a late Cretaceous sea turtle known to have been up to 15 feet or four and a half meters long. Imagine a 15-foot turtle. School bus turtle. Yeah. Uh, In the laboratory, turtles can learn novel operant tasks and have demonstrated a long-term memory of at least seven and a half months. So, that's pretty cool. I think their faces look pretty cute most of the time. Yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. I was looking at a cute turtle face. Now, here's a very fun fact. Turtles. When you think of a turtle, you probably think of it as a quiet, mute animal, right? Not a lot of noises being made. I've heard turtle noises before, I think from a tortoise. Yes. But yeah, they are normally pretty quiet. Tortoises may be vocal when courting and mating and communicating. <laughs> That's what so I heard. Now <laughs> we're going to get into it. Horny tortoise looking like Mitch McConnell going. <laughs> and there's a subspecies of turtle and I swear to God, this is the exact name. This is the name of the turtle. It's not like a nickname. The big headed turtle. <laughs> <laughs> this, look at the ego on this asshole. <laughs> He is said to growl when removed from water to scare off predators. (laughs) Here I come! (laughs) And Brandon, turtles also have non-vocal ways of communicating that may be employed during courtship. For example, the male slider turtle uses their long foreclaws to stroke stroke the female's face while courting. (laughs) That's kind of cute. It uses its foreclaws for foreplay, am I right? Maybe he's trying to slap her. <laughs> we just can't tell. <laughs> Considering it's a fucking animal, I would not put it past it. Well, it's not romantic, believe me. Under the turtle wiki entry, there's a... Under reproduction, there's a section called force mating that, <laughs> yeah. uh, that leads me to believe most uh, that turtles have some rapey tendencies. <laughs> they got a dark side. Okay, a few more. So, we're done with turtles. Let me give you a few more. Overall pet facts, 57% of people worldwide own at least one pet. Is that higher or lower than you would have thought? 57%. That sounds about right. Maybe a little lower than I thought. Nine in 10 Americans say they consider their pet to be part of their family. That sounds high. Like, I'm I'm happy to hear that. But I see a lot too many dogs tied up to chains in backyards. (laughs) Yeah, well. To where I think think that's part of their family. Or do you consider the snake a part of your family? 
I mean, the other day when we were all stuck here in the ice storm and our two-year-old couldn't go to daycare and we had two adults trying to work and another kid trying to distance learn, I can see chaining up a kid outside for a little while. (laughs) Still considering him part of the family, but part of the family that needs to get the fuck out of here for a little while. Well, maybe you should try. I mean, it could, the goat could keep your two-year-old company out there. Yeah. Last little stat here, 27% of American pet owners admitted to having taken professional photos with their pets. <laughs> How many professional photos of your pets do you have, Brandon? Zero. Well, actually, my kid got a, uh, his portrait taken no, your, once. Your with... kid does not count as a pet, Brandon. No, he got his picture taken with uh, one of our puppies once. So, yeah, I guess technically I have one. So, there you go. You laughed, but you did it. All right. So, you got uh, 10 snakes, 9 lizards, 8 chickens, and 7 turtles. You're completely in order here so far. Okay. How about hamster? Hamster is bunched together with gerbils and guinea pigs. So Okay. Because, yeah, I, they all seem like the exact same thing to me. Yeah, I thought so too, but then when I looked at pictures of them today, they do look quite different. <laughs> but in my head, they always think of them the same. So, hamsters, gerbils, guinea pigs, as a group... Three fat rats. ...are number five on the top ten with two million households and about two and a half million pets. So, I have notes on hamsters, guinea pigs, and gerbils. When you're ready, but I need you to say, Nick, I'm ready. So ready. I was born ready. The hamster is the most popular among these three. But they only live about one to three years. It's kind of sad because I feel like most people get hamsters for their kids, right? And, yeah. Uh, I mean, is that because that's their lifespan or is that how long it is before they get out of the cage and like get sucked up in the vacuum <laughs> or get eaten by the dog? Uh, most hamsters are strictly solitary. This, this is some intense shit. If housed together, <laughs> acute and chronic stress may occur and they may fight fiercely, sometimes fatally. Dwarf hamster species may tolerate siblings or same gender unrelated hamsters if introduced at an early enough age, but this cannot be guaranteed. So, basically, if you put two hamsters together, even if they're siblings, there's a chance they're going to kill each other. Sounds dicey. (laughs) So, let's talk about hamster sex now. Isn't that... Didn't you take a college course called Hamster Sex 101? Yes. Sorry if this is old hat to you, but hamsters communicate through body language to one another and even to their owner... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? Hey, what do they do? Fucking <laughs> digging wood chips faster? They run backwards on that little wheel? They communicate by sending a specific scent using their scent glands mm. and also show body language to express how they're feeling. <laughs> I like, guess that's not hamster sex. I just saw... walking, like sashaying and like really flinging their hips out when they're walking... Away, like, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. Yeah. Well, hamsters, oh, I'm thinking of guinea pigs. Guinea pigs got a fucking booty on them, for real. Or, like, suggestively licking and slurping on the, like, the little water dripper thing. <laughs> I've never owned one of these animals, have you? No. So, you <laughs> I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> okay, no, so this is sad. A hamster show is an event in which people gather hamsters to judge them against each other. Hamster shows are also places where people share their enthusiasm for hamsters among attendees. What? Like, how do you judge a hamster against another one? Whichever one kills its roommate the fastest. Is this like, it's like best in show, but for hamsters? This is what I understand to be the case. 
Mm, All I have to go off of is this note that was pasted directly from Wikipedia. Everyone gets together and high fives about hamsters. I just like how Wikipedia assumes that we're like an alien species from another planet that doesn't know how the human species works because it says people share their enthusiasm for hamsters among attendees. It's like, okay, didn't need that line in there. Oh, that's what happens. Yeah. That's what happens at HamsterCon. Well, if you thought those hamster hashtag fun facts were awesome, then you're going to love guinea pigs. Guinea pig are the bigger, fatter ones that you're probably thinking of. Yeah. Hamsters are a lot more like a little mouse type. Mm-hmm. Same with gerbil. But the guinea pig is the big, fat, like kind of the corgi of... It looks know, like cor- a cross between a rat and a, and a rabbit. And a pig. And a In pig. Western society, the guinea pig has enjoyed widespread popularity as a pet since it was introduced by European traders in the 16th century. I love the idea of Europeans. Oh, you you mean the fuckers who brought over the Black Plague with rats? (laughs) Hey, we brought a new thing. I swear to God, it's not going to kill everybody you know and love. But isn't it funny that these gruff, like, world travelers who are their faces covered in soot and they haven't bathed in, like, years and they're eating. They've all got scurvy. Yeah, but they they had these little guinea pigs that they wanted to show everyone when they got here. (laughs) I'm into two things. Raping and pillaging my way around the world <laughs> and loving on guinea pigs. <laughs> uh, but they love them because their docile nature, friendly responsiveness to handling and feeding, and the rela- relative ease of caring for them have made them a popular choice of household pet. Now, they're very smart. They can learn complex paths to food and can accurately remember a path for months. They could learn a path to food, like a pretty uh, complex, intricate path, Take them away for like six months, bring them back, and they'll remember the path. So, that's cool. You know what else is cool? Hmm. In some places in South America, they eat them. Now, why would you eat the guinea pig? There's so much other shit to eat. I am looking at a plate. I don't want to see it. No. What looks like a nice restaurant in Ecuador, and it has something that looks kind of like potatoes or something. I think that looks kind of like maybe cheese or some other kind of... And then on top, there's just like a roasted guinea pig. Brandon, you're getting us some one-star reviews because you're upsetting people. Well, I didn't cook it. Someone cooked it and took a picture of it and put a whole section on Wikipedia If you put some hot dog bun on there and some spicy Dijon mustard, you'd eat it up. Uh, well, we, you, we talked about the eye blood squirting from the horned lizard, but the uh, guinea pig, they have something similar. They participate in social grooming and regularly Mm self-groom, they secrete a milky white substance from their eyes and rub it into their hair during the grooming process. What is it? Brandon, I know you know something about secreting a milky white substance, so do you you have any... substance? That's what What it says. What is it? I don't know what it fucking is, Brandon. If I knew, I'd be a fucking guinea pig scientist or something. I'm not. I don't like it when they just leave it something as, uh, as like vague as substance. Milky white substance is secreted from their eyes and rubbed into their hair during the grooming process. Yeah, that's normal. This seems fine. What if human secreted a milky white substance from their eyes and they just, you know, let it drip into their rubbed hands? It into their hair? And then they just rubbed it through their hair like hair gel. Doesn't Al Sharpton do that? <laughs> uh, you're on fire tonight, Brandon. Kaboom! You're going to like this. Dominance is also established through biting... A pilo- <laughs> pillow erection. What is this? Pilo erection. What is that? Pilo erection. Do you know what that is? Well, I'm looking it up. Erection or bristling of hairs due to the involuntary contraction of small muscles. So I think like cats do that. Oh, too. yeah, kind of like goosebumps. Yeah, 
Uh, but they also make aggressive noises, head thrusts, and leaping attacks <laughs> to establish dominance. Yip, yip, ah! <laughs> yeah, and uh, guinea pig, you know, that's a, that's a famous phrase to refer to like a scientific experiment. That dates back to the 17th century, a long time ago. Let me get through gerbils real quick since we've been on this fucking rodent category for a while. <laughs> that's what uh, Richard Gere said. What? Let me get through these. Ger you never heard about that? The G Richard Gere gerbil story? Oh, I've, I have heard that. <laughs> he gobbled up a gerbil in his butt. Yeah. What, where did that come from? Do you know the origin of that story? I don't know. Let me look it up. While you Tell us about gerbils and I'll uh, Yeah, I'll it's, it's just a short note here. Gerbils are very new, actually. They were, they were used in science dating back to the 19th century, but only been kept as pets in the English-speaking world since 1954. However, due to the threat they pose to indigenous ecosystems, it is illegal to purchase, import, or keep a gerbil as a pet in the state of California. I bet Richard Gere had something to do mm -hmm. with that. Yep. Now, you know how when you Google search something, sometimes they won't show you, like when you start typing, if you start typing like how to bake how cook? chicken. Mm -hmm. Right. If you type in how bake or how cook, it Fucking how like, bake it, and chicken is your fucking go-to every time we talk about it. It'll people. give you, just listen, it'll give you like different examples, chicken, eggs, whatever, like as you're typing it. And when you start typing in Richard Gere, it has like son, wife, net worth, and you do space G for gerbil and Google shuts down every single suggestion. There, Google is like, he just zipped its lip like, mm, yep. nope, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I'm going to hit enter Google and the first thing I see is Snopes.com, mm -hmm. which is known for listing myths and urban legends and telling what the truth is. So, Snopes, fact check, Richard Gere and the gerbil. It's an urban legend that reports uh, that Richard Gere was taken to a hospital emergency room to have a gerbil removed from his rectum. It is false, according to Snopes. Okay, but look at this. Down below, I'm on the same page you are. There's a true account. It says a 26-year-old male, this is not, this is separate from Richard Gere. 26-year-old mm -hmm. male arrives at the ER complaining of rectal bleeding. He is too embarrassed, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, apparently, through the cardboard tubing from a paper towel roll, the rodent had been forced into his rectum. Once the animal was in, the tube was pulled out. The idea is that the gerbil suffocates, as it suffocates, it scratches and claws at the lining of the rectum, providing an intense sensation to the patient. There's no way that that... <laughs> intense sensation. The rodent should have then been defecated, but the swelling and bleeding had caused the retention of the animal. Oh, my God. Anyway, That's Rich... so sad, also, for the gerbil. The stories that... Uh... We'll just say it's true for Richard Gere. That's fine. I'm fine with that. All right, so that's gerbil. Richard Gere loves him. Give me another guess. But just the fish. Boring old fish. Is there a more boring animal than the fish? Fish was three. It's number three here in the US, but in the UK, it's number one. Fish are in 12% of households. Over 76 million fishes in the US. That's more fishes than even like the number one and two animal. But by household, it's number three. What do you think of fish, Brandon? They're all right. Some of them look really pretty, like a lionfish. Yeah, but they're... Looks really cool. Yeah, but like even if you, if you have fish in your home because you think they're pretty, they don't do anything. They just swim. Yeah, well, yeah I was gonna, I was, that's what I was getting to. Like they look, they look fine, but they're tanks. Sting, they smell like fish and... 
it's not like they come and like cuddle up with you in bed and keep you warm when it's cold. If someone out there is cuddling with their fish in bed at night, call Dr. Phil. Subscribe, need, yeah. subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> that, there you go. You're getting it now, Brandon. You're becoming a real podcaster. A fish is a pet. I mean, I guess it's okay. My kid keeps saying he wants a fish and I'm like, uh, you have two dogs. <laughs> dogs are infinitely superior in experience yeah. to what you're going to get with a fish. Of course. So, I just keep saying no and laughing. Well, going into this today when I was compiling hashtag Nick's notes, I was sure that fish are boring and stupid. They're definitely boring. No, they are. But they're, uh, they're not quite as stupid as I thought. They communicate through the use of acoustic communication. This involves the transmission of acoustic signals from one individual of a species to another. The production of sounds as a means of communication among fish is most often used in the context of feeding, aggression, or courtship behavior. So, they do communicate. I didn't know that. I didn't either. That's cool. Maybe they're like, hey, did you see the new finding, Dory? Nope, I'm a fish, the other one says. (laughs) No, I ate some crud off the bottom of this tank. (laughs) New research has expanded preconceptions about the cognitive uh, capacities of fish. For example, manta rays, which... I don't think of a manta ray as a fish, but apparently Wikipedia does. Manta rays have exhibited behavior linked to self-awareness in mirror mirror test cases. He got stoned and and looked in a mirror and then he couldn't quit. He had an anxiety attack. I don't like the idea of a manta ray being self-aware. Okay, listen to this. Experiments done by some asshole, William Tavolga. Listener of the show, he provided evidence that fish have pain and fear responses for... For instance, in his experiments, toadfish <laughs> grunted when electrically... <laughs> he was shocking the fish? <laughs> yes, and they grunted in, in pain. And they, after a while, they grunted at the mere sight of an electrode. <laughs> oh, what an asshole. <laughs> okay, so we talked about shoving live gerbils till they suffocate up an asshole and you didn't fucking say boo then. But now... Because well, it's not real. <laughs> Nobody's, nobody really sticks a gerbil in their butt. It's happened, I bet. I bet it didn't happen until it, like someone made up the idea, lying about someone doing it, and then some very adventurous person. Yeah. The toadfish grunted at the sight of an electrode. Yeah, it, is, it does kind of bother me if a fish, like, yeah, fish feel pain, but we don't really seem to care. When no. we go fishing, we just stick a hook in their face and like, oh, this wind's too little. I'm going to throw his ass back. <laughs> it really is barbaric. I like the, how the word for cutting the meat off the body of a fish is called cleaning the fish. Mm-hmm. It's just like, no, it's actually you're making the biggest fucking mess of the fish that you could possibly make. And torturing it. And yeah, and it's alive when that happens. Why does that have to be alive when they, when they do that? I don't know. I guess so it doesn't get gross. Maybe it gets gross Or maybe because they want to collect the, uh, the soul of the fish like a ritual. When I, yeah. I remember when I was a kid, <laughs> uh, my grandpa would take us fishing. Then he'd always make us watch him uh, collect their souls <laughs> as we stood outside their uh, little camper. Uh, no, he, we would, like, we would go fishing and then he would clean him with like, uh, an, you know, this like electric knife. And then they would immediately like... Did they grunt? Put the fish meat on ice. No, but I mean, they didn't look like they were having a good time. No, but do they ever, do they ever look like they're they having... They looked like they were going, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. A fish's face always looks like they're going, oh shit. 
Well, here's an oh shit moment for you. Mm-hmm. This is just a statement. And it's not surprising when I say it. But I'd never thought about it. Fish reproductive organs include testicles and ovaries. Yeah. I don't <laughs> Fish have testicles. Yeah, little nuts up inside. They don't hang out, I don't think. Can you imagine if a goldfish was swimming by in a fucking huge swinging... <laughs> Dragging a big old set of orange nuts. <laughs> It'd just drag it like they, they swim a lot slower. They can use it as an anchor, though, when they want to stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that's fish. Number three. Okay. Um, oh, so, I'm going to guess that number four... Is number four uh, bird? Yeah. Man, did I bring you, I am doing a great job guiding you through this list, giving you just the right hints at just the right time. <laughs> sure, you, you, guess. you get all the credit. Birds are number four, 3% of households own an average of 2.1 birds per house, comes out to over 7.5 million birds. The most popular for pets are cockatiels and parrots. We're going to talk about birds, Brandon. What do you want to get off your chest real quick about birds? You hate birds. They're scary. I've never been a fan of birds. I think their personalities are scary. Disagree. You disagree? Well, I mean, fine. I don't want to be trapped in a dark room with like a, with like a hawk flying around. Oh my God. That, holy shit. How <laughs> fucking scary would it be to walk into a room, the door slams shut behind you and it's locked. It's pitch black in there and there's some kind of, if there was an owl flying around, Ooh. I would lay down on the ground and cry. <laughs> how scary that would be. The, one of the most scary things that's ever happened to me in my life. I went for a run early one morning when it was still dark. I had headphones in, so I couldn't hear anything. As I was running down the sidewalk, not just one, but two owls silently swooped within inches over my head. I felt their feathery wind over my hair, and then they flew down to the sidewalk right in front of me, and I don't know if they were fucking or fighting, but they were going at each other and then they flopped around and then flew away. And it was all like, I know that they're silent anyway, but I also had headphones on. So the whole thing just, I had no warning. It was just two giant owls now, oh, banging each other straight right in front of me. That's the scariest moment of your life? Yeah, you know, yes. Okay. No, that's fine. I mean, some people lived through 9-11 and some shit, but. Well, I didn't. I watched it from my TV. Well, I like owls. Okay. So, I guess when I say I like birds, it doesn't mean I want to be, you know, up yeah, close to a bird. I think they are cool animals. Yes. That's... I think they're cool animals. I think owls are cool animals. But if I, walked in, if I walked into a room and the lights were on and there was an owl just sitting there on a perch, I would be terrified. Yeah. Well, its eyes are intense too. They're, they're all eye. All just eye, claw, and a little bit of feather in between. Yeah. And an asshole. Uh, but since birds, like owls, have been highly visible and common animals, humans have had a relationship with them since the dawn of man. But as you know, based on fossil and biological evidence, most scientists and Brandons accept that birds are a specialized subgroup of dinosaur. Yep. Despite humans and birds digging each other for all of mankind's history, about 120 to 130 species have become extinct due to human activity just since the 17th century and hundreds more species before then. Human activity threatens about 1,200 bird species with extinction, though efforts are underway to protect them. So, leave it to man to fuck everything yeah, up. Yeah, it does suck. I'm terrified of owls and birds. I don't want to murder them. I don't want to hang out with them, but I don't want to murder them. I just want to look at pictures of them or look at them from afar 
or just know that they're out there doing their thing. But they are fascinating to watch because they do like flocking and shit. Like they have like this group hive mind. It's interesting. Yeah. D- documentary stuff on owls, like there's like silent gliding and how their eyes work, how like twist their head around 360 degrees. It's super interesting. Remember, they bless, there's theories that the owls killed the woman in the staircase, the, the Netflix documentary series. <laughs> yeah. Flew into her window and she was like waving them off and lost her balance and fell down the stairs and died. Yeah. I remember that theory about a, an owl busting in and getting her and there's like not one feather, there's not one tuft of... of oh, believe me. But there is plenty of evidence that her fucking weird creep of a husband <laughs> shoved her down the stairs and clocked her over All right. the head. Spoiler alert. Watch the staircase on Netflix. I'm with Brandon on this one though. Last note on bird. The vast majority of bird species are socially monogamous, usually for one breeding session at a time, sometimes for years, but rarely for life. Right. So, the birds are hooking up for a few years and then moving on, hooking up with someone else. So, that's cute. Male birds are rambling men. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, okay. you need a one, two, and six. So, I'm trying to think about six. Oh, is it pig? No. I wish. I want a pig. How about ferret? No. So, here's some uh, other semi-common pets not in the top ten. Ferret, pig, monkey, yeah. spider, like a tarantula, uh, mm-hmm. scorpion, crabs, snails, emus, dung beetles. <laughs> I'm done. Rolling their little shit balls. <laughs> I still think about the notes you brought about the dung beetle that one hey, time. Hey, baby, check out this ball of shit. <laughs> Make you wet. Remember, they, they would. They would use their shit balls to attract mates and then they'd, have, and then they'd fuck inside it. Let's get in this thing. Let's say me and you climb inside this ball of shit and get to know each other. <sighs> no dung beetles. But mm-hmm. this animal, number six, does love its own shit. Is it my dog, Chewy? <laughs> Specifically <laughs> Chewy? Is this an animal likes to eat poop? Yes, its own. Oh, rabbits? Rabbit, number six. Oh, gross. Rabbits are weird and gross, I think. I mean, again... They're cute as hell, cute though. Cute to look at. I mean, they are a big rat with big, with just bigger feet and ears. Are they a rat, technically? They're a rodent. What about that? Now, Brandon, what's the difference between a rabbit and a bunny? I don't think there is one. You got it right. They're the same. Different words for the same animal. It's kind of, kind of cool, huh? You're trying to trick me. I was trying to trick you. I can't be tricked when it comes to animal facts. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to stump you here then. <laughs> okay. I forgot to mention they're in 1.5 million households. They're number six. They live five to ten years and they're happy to be left alone during the day. So, they're a good fit for families that work and attend yeah, school. I'm have, have, happy to leave your ass at home too. <laughs> uh, a rabbit's range of hearing, they got the big ears. That's like their biggest trait, defining trait, the right. big ears. Their range of hearing is up to 42,000 hertz compared to that of the average human hearing up to 23,000. So, about twice as much as the human ear. Uh, they pass two distinct types of feces. You got the hard droppings and soft yeah. black pellets, which are, imme- <laughs> which are immediately eaten. <laughs> Rabbits re-ingest their own droppings to digest their food further and extract sufficient nutrients. Mm. 
but they also excrete a different kind of hard pellet, which are waste pellets that are not re-ingested. <sighs> so, so, what do you think? <laughs> I feel like if I was a rabbit, I would just try to like, just get a hold of some more like fucking green leaves and shit. Dude, if you were a rabbit, you'd be right there eating your own shit with all the other rabbits because it wouldn't even cross <laughs> your mind to do anything different. I'd be following the other rabbits around <laughs> my nose to their butts. <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's talk about rabbit sex. You know, people, rabbits are, you know... Yeah, they say, you know, multiplying like rabbits. Or fucking like rabbits. Yeah. The average female rabbit becomes sexually mature at three to eight months old and can conceive at any time of the year for her entire life. During mating, the male rabbit will mount the female rabbit from behind and insert his penis into the female and make rapid pelvic hip thrusts. This is just, that's just standard, <laughs> standard operating procedure. I know, but I wanted to include it because, again, it's Wikipedia acting like humans don't know how humans work. It's like, sometimes I feel like Wikipedia is written for other non-human species. Rapid pelvic hip thrusts. The encounter lasts only 20 to 40 seconds and after... Standard operating procedure and afterwards... The male, the male will throw himself backwards off the female. <laughs> and turn on the Xbox. And smoke a cigarette. <laughs> nope. I don't know why God chose rabbits to be like the fuck animal. <laughs> the male will throw himself backwards off the female and go down the hall to get a bucket of ice and a diet orange pop. <laughs> He just gets off, immediately leaves without even saying a word. He just grunts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Goes>. I'm bushed. <laughs> bushed. Such a fucking ugly w way to describe how you're feeling bushed. You bushed me. <laughs> so, that's rabbits. All right, you know, you have okay. one and two. We all know what they are. Yeah. But which one do you think is higher? I'm going to guess that number two is cats. Number two is cats. Yeah. 25% of households own an average of 1.8 cats per house. It's over 58 million domestic cats in the US. Mm -hmm. It has a strong, flexible body, quick reflexes, sharp teeth, and retractable claws adapted to killing small prey. Its night vision and sense of smell are well developed. More on that in a minute. Domestic cats are a major predator of wildlife in the US, killing an estimated 1.4 to 3.7 billion birds every year. Hell yeah. Up to 20 billion mammals like rats, mice every year. That's domestic. 58 million cats in the US are killing 20 billion mammals a year. Pretty badass. Hell yeah. They're, yeah. Thank you, cats. Yeah. Cats were first domesticated in the Near East around 7500 BC. It was long thought that cat domestication was initiated in ancient Egypt where it was illegal to kill cats. Okay, so let's talk about fucking purring and shit. Purring may have developed as an evolutionary advantage as a signaling mechanism of a reassurance between mother cats and nursing kittens. Post-nursing cats often purr as a sign of contentment while when being petted, becoming relaxed, or eating. The mechanism by which cats purr is elusive. The cat has no unique anatomical feature that is clearly responsible for the sound. I mean... That's interesting. Cats have been around for like domesticated for you since seventy five hundred BC, a few thousand years now, and we still evidently we aren't really sure like how they're making that sound. Mm -mm. I like cats. I would enjoy having a cat, but I have some family members that are like later in life, after the age of like eighteen, developed a serious allergy to cats, 
and I think that's called bitch bitch allergy. Yeah, I developed a case of bitch assitis. <laughs> I know cats are controversial. A lot of people say they don't like cats, and I get it. Cats cats are different. My kind of take on it is because I adore cats. I love cats. You know that, Brandy. Mm-hmm. I think most people that dislike cats are kind of comparing them to a dog, right? A dog is happy to see you. It's playful. It snuggles your your dog's whole life. Your dog your dog has no no eyes for anything but you. Um, whereas cats are the opposite. They don't give a shit really. They do their own thing. Some cats cuddle, but not very often. So I just think, yeah, you just have to go in with different expectations. I don't know. People who don't like cats prefer an animal that you can just run up to, like mm-hmm. like baby Huey with your arms out, run full speed up to him. Oh, I love you. And the animal will run right back up to him and like it's very easy that way. A cat, like you kind of got to be cool. You got to earn its respect. Right. Yeah. So, perhaps the most commonly heard cat sound, the meow of an adult cat, is almost exclusively used to communicate with humans and not other cats. Which is also very cool. Yeah. Get this. A cat's brain is closer to the brain of a human than the brain of a dog. It's 90% similar to that of a human brain. Really? Cat's brain and human brain are 90% the same. Why can't we just, you know, give him another 10%? Have I know. a cat man. I, oh, fuck a cat man. Ugh. Yuck. I don't like that. <laughs> You'd rather, well, have a cat woman? Cat woman I can deal with. We talked about the musical cats before. I still haven't watched it. I haven't What's got What's the musical like, cats? I don't remember what we're talking about. You know, the musical. There is a musical Oh, the musical cats. cats. Okay. Musical comma cats. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not cats that are like, everybody wants to be a cat. <laughs> Those guys fucking playing jazz. No, I'm talking about the musical titled cats uh, that they made the movie of. It, it's trippy as hell. They're the size of cats, but they're like humanoid cats. And at one point, they had animated little buttholes on them, but they removed the buttholes. I love that. There was someone sitting in a chair at a computer, like tirelessly adding digital assholes. Erasing cat, man cat buttholes. Well, they had to add them first, but yeah. If I can find like the right combination of edible, that's how I want to watch the Cats movie. I don't understand, Brandon. Just go in your fridge and everything in your fridge should be edible. I mean edible like... When I see the Cats movie, I want to be in the Cats movie. Uh, I want to basically be a cat's butthole for the time that I'm watching okay. it. Well, I know a guy that can make that happen for you. Okay, speaking of cat buttholes, Brandon, why do cats rub up against things like your leg? Why do they do that? I don't know. Are they rubbing like a musk on you to mark you mm-hmm. like with their love? Ooh, I don't think cats love anything. But when cats rub up against objects, they are transferring their scent. It's almost as if they're claiming ownership and we are one of their belongings. Right. It's better than whizzing on you. They do that too. Your cat headbutting or nuzzling your face, mm-hmm. which my cat does that to me all the time, deposits scent from glands in their cheek area. Yeah, that's really sweet. Is it? Or is it just like, I don't know, possessive? No, they're saying like, I love you. You're my, you're my no, human. No, they're saying you're, well, I guess that's one way to look at it. But they're also <laughs> just saying like, my- like yeah. <laughs> It's more like my two-year-old grabbing something off of your plate and going, mine! <laughs> I would agree with you if they did that to humans only, but they fucking do it to the, my couch and like the dining room chair tables and... They want to make sure that, yeah, you <laughs> don't sit on my couch. 
All right, my last cat fact. Cats, like sidekick hosts, sleep on average of 15 hours per day. I wish. And their waking hours. You have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea how little sleep I've been getting and how like, yeah, if I would, I would sleep like a big fat cat. And of their waking hours, five of it is spent grooming, which leaves five hours of any given day for not sleeping. Or that wouldn't be me though. You wouldn't be licking yourself? That I don't buy. No, I specifically ask for haircuts that require the least amount of grooming maintenance. So, no, I wouldn't yeah. spend all my time licking my cat nuts. You'd at least give it a shot though if you woke up tomorrow in a cat's body. And I was not neutered? Yeah. Yeah, I'd... I'd You'd sample I'd it. Give, I'd give myself a hairball very quickly. <laughs> All right, cats, cats, let's get through number one. It's man's best friend, dog, number one. All right, tell me about dogs like I've never heard of one before. Are you surprised that dogs are number one? No, not at all. Dogs are in 38% of American households with 77 million domestic dogs in the U.S. alone. The dog is the first species to be domesticated and has been selectively bred over millennia for various behaviors physical attributes, etc. They perform many roles for humans, not just being cute, but also hunting, herding, pulling loads, pulling loads, come on, protection, assisting police and military, companionship, and aiding disabled people and therapeutic roles. Yeah, I have a, a long-haired dachshund that we agree would be a really good therapy dog. He's really chill, he's really sweet, and he has lots of long, silky hair to pet. He would be a perfect therapy dog, except his breath is like... Fucking... Like a horned lizard's eye blood? Yeah, it's... Foul? Breathtaking. Do you think uh, your dog Chewy would be good at pulling loads? I think if you hooked a little bitty cart, like wheeled cart up to his back, he would just turn around and eat what was ever, whatever was on the <laughs> cart. Well, for those that don't know, I have a dog. His name is Mr. Muffy. And he's a good boy. He's a mix. Don't really know what he is, but he has some dachshund in him, I think. He's got a long body, but he has got long legs. Anyway, he's a good boy. When the theme song to The Office comes on, which happens a lot in this house, every time, without failure, since he was a puppy, he will stop whatever he's doing or he'll wake up and he'll stare at the TV and tilt his head, you know, like dogs do, trying to figure out... Hmm? Something about the, some note in that office theme song. Oh, I know what sound it is. What? It's the, well, I don't know what in instrument it is. Oh, okay. It's, so, you don't know. No, I don't know what the instrument is. It's the, I don't, it's the sound. It's the, that does the actual tune, not the piano. Yeah. But whatever instrument that is that does the actual tune, that like weird noise. Yeah. If I was a dog, I'd be like, what the fuck is, are you listening to? Is that a harmonica? But, but other dogs don't do is that. Is that an accordion? Other dogs don't give a shit about the office theme song. I'll play it to my dogs tomorrow. Let us know. Well, who's the dog's uh, ancestor, Brandon? A wolf. Genetic studies comparing dogs with modern wolves show that they are from separate groups, which implies that dogs are not genetically close to any living wolf and their wild ancestor is extinct. Oh. Kind of like uh, humans, you know. Humans and apes are separate. Just like dogs you and wolves. Yeah, I came from a monkey. <laughs> right. It's that kind of thing, right? Yeah, like we yeah. didn't, the dog didn't come from a wolf, but they, at some point they probably had like a common. They had a common ancestor. Dog-like ancestor, right. Yeah, and in fact that genetic divergence between dogs and wolves occurred between 20 and 40,000 years ago and I just think it's fucking amazing that they can narrow that down. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I have no idea how it works, but yes, it is. 
Like, humans can do amazing shit like that, but then we have to fucking... We don't know how, why a cat purrs. Yeah, or we don't know why we need to wear a mask during a pandemic. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, we can carbon date, you know, a fossil within, like, a few thousand years of something that's millions of years old, but we're like, I'm not really sure why a cat makes that purring noise. Yeah, it's interesting. So, as you know, dogs are very smart. They're, I don't know, maybe the smartest animal on this list. Between them and cats, I guess. Some studies compare dogs' intelligence to that of a two-year-old human, and some dogs can learn up to 1,000 words, or about twice as many as Brandon knows. I know more words than you. You didn't know what venerable means. Nah, I think you looked it up real quick. Or venerated. I'm going to edit that out though. No one will hear it. It's okay. Yeah, fucking better not. (laughs) You'll never know because you never go back and listen. You do edit out all my successes, all my small wins. Oh, yeah. If you went back and listened to our episodes, it'd be like 90% me and then I only intersperse your audio when it's like you laughing at my jokes. <laughs> or me just saying something wrong and out of context. Yeah. By the way, I do have, I'm slowly but surely working on another Brandon blooper reel to release as a bonus episode soon. No good. Yep. All right, so let's talk about uh, one of the dog's defining traits, their sense of smell. They have up to 300 million. Olfactory, olfactory, I don't know. Olfactory. You don't fucking know. They have that many receptors in their noses compared to about 6 million, so three for uh, humans. 300 million for dogs, 6 million for humans in the nose. And the part of a dog's brain that is devoted to analyzing smell is about 40 times greater than ours. Maybe that's why sometimes like I smell something, I'm like, what the hell, did a dog shit in the other end of the house? And then I'll like walk halfway through the house and I'm like, oh no, the coffee's burning. The dog would have known. Yeah, a dog would have processed that shit immediately. So, 300 million, what's um, 300 million divided by six? So, it's 50 or 5 million. So, the dog sense, can you imagine your sense of smell being 5 million? million or however many times better than your current smell? Jesus Christ, I would I'd go insane. And the part of your brain that analyzed smell was 40 times greater than it is now. <laughs> Just all I would be doing is constantly going like, is that my upper lip? Is that my upper lip? Is that my upper lip? When you hear that stat, it makes all the sense in the world why dogs fucking smell constantly. <laughs> it's like all they do. Like, what, they smell what? They smell. They're always sniffing. They got to smell yeah, everything. they're checking shit out. Yeah. So, this is sad. Although it is said that, okay. the, <laughs> that the dog right. is man's best friend, that's actually referring to mainly only the 20% of dogs that live in developed countries. In the developing world, Dogs are more commonly feral or communally owned, with pet dogs being uncommon. Most of these dogs live their lives as scavengers and have never been owned by humans, with one study showing their most common response when approached by strangers is to either run away or respond aggressively. I think people are not using those dogs correctly. Agree. Domestic dog is meant to be owned by a human. They want to be. They need a leader. They accept leaders. Um, so, yeah, only 20% of dogs that are in developed countries are considered, you know, pets. The rest of them are like, hey, do you remember that part of Homer Bound, The Incredible Journey from about 15 minutes in when they got lost until like the last two minutes? That's what my entire life was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love the idea of like, you know, your everyday domestic dog being like really into Homeward Bound. It's kind of like how in Germany, apparently they all like love David Hasselhoff and in America, he's just like, all right, David Hasselhoff. Mm -hmm. That's how it is for dogs with Homeward Bound. 
Like they love Homeward yeah. Bound. For the rest of us, it's just like, oh, that's pretty good. All right. And last note on dogs, if you want more dogs, listen to our past episodes on the most popular dog breeds, episode 12, and the smartest dog breeds, episode 47. We did it. That's that. We did it. I'm a good guesser. I got, got a bunch of the stuff I, I wrote down on my scratch pad, except for the first thing I wrote down, which, is which what? was goat. goat. Yeah, I still don't understand the goat thing. Brandon does not have a goat and he will not get a goat because that would be cruel to nope. a goat. No goats for me. Quick sidebar here. Have you heard about the cologne that smells like the beach? How about the coffee table book about coffee tables? The bro. The pizza place where you make your own pie. If you haven't figured it out yet, these are all schemes by the one and only Cosmo Kramer from Seinfeld, listener of the show. I recently guested on another podcast where we broke down all 50 plus of Kramer's schemes over the life of the show. Yes, 50 plus. In fact, I took part in a draft where I picked my five best Kramer schemes. You can listen to it right now on episode 145 of A Podcast About Something. A Podcast About Something is a podcast about something, nothing, anything, and everything. And they cover pretty much anything you can think of, including several episodes about Seinfeld and other TV series. So again, catch me on the latest episode of A Podcast About Something. That's the name, A Podcast About Something. It's the February 22nd episode about Kramer schemes. You can listen to it right now on any podcast app. Okay, top 10 most commonly household pets in the United States. Number 10, the snake, Satan's uh, right-hand animal. Number 9, the lizard. Number 8, poultry, such as chickens and ducks. Number 7, turtles, who Brandon asked, is a turtle and a lizard the same thing? <laughs> and six is rabbits. I didn't say it like it was my fucking dying breath. <laughs> uh, I kind of wish you had. <laughs> the last thing I ask <laughs> as I expire from COVID-19 is... <sighs> Are turtles and lizards the same thing? That's <laughs> my death rattle. Then I don't even stay awake for the answer. Oh, it's not up to you to stay awake. That's not how you die. You don't just choose to go to sleep when you want to die. Wait, what? Yeah, when you're on your deathbed and after you say something meaningful to your family, you close your eyes and expire. <laughs> and for you, what's grace. meaningful is our turtles. In this. The last thing I'm going to ask with my death rattle is, wait. <laughs> I don't want to know. This is sad. So, I apologize in advance. But for those, for those on their deathbed that, you know, might have mental issues or dementia, I wonder if there is any moments like that where they call the family close and the family's all like, oh, he's oh fine. Oh, my God. Guy. And they say something like, <laughs> <laughs> something really fucking crazy like, at Woodstock, I let a man fuck me. <laughs> They're all like, what? And then he just goes, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. I bet, yeah, that's probably happened. <sighs> anyway, so uh, let me start at 10 again real quick. 10 was snakes, 9 lizards, Lizard, 8. Also known as turtle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 8 poultry, such as chickens and ducks, 7 turtles, 6 rabbits, 5 hamsters, gerbils, guinea pigs, 4 birds, 3 fish, 2 kitty cats, and 1 puppy dogs. Top 10. I almost interrupted and said turtles, such as lizards. <laughs> Well, you did ask that uh, question, so. 
I'm tickling myself and I'm tickling you tonight. I hear you giggling all over the place over there. Don't try to edit that yet. How do you? I'm just being nice to you. I'm just being polite. Mm-hmm. You know who else is polite? Our podcast reviewers. <laughs> Not always, but let's hear some. <laughs> yeah, every week I uh, read podcast reviews from podchaser.com and Apple Podcasts today. From Pentacles and Tentacles on Apple Podcasts. Didn't think I'd like a top 10 list podcast, but this is super engaging, funny, and interesting. I almost, almost said fuck you. <laughs> but, but thank you instead. Started with the cult episode and I'm hooked. Love you guys. Thank you. I do love that, you know, all the positivity in this review, you know, it's very positive, it's optimistic, funny, great, engaging, love, hooked. And it all started with a cult episode, <laughs> Deadliest Cults. <laughs> <laughs> Which is episode 94, by the way. I'm over the moon. (laughs) All right. Jason on Apple Podcast says, two hosts sitting around chatting. Sound familiar? Well, don't be too sure. These guys take a list and going to interesting at times, funny tangents and deep dives into a million different directions. We're just saying funny in parentheses at times like, see, Uh, I'm only focusing on the one potentially negative part of the review. It said... These guys take a list and go into interesting and at times funny tangents and deep dives. (laughs) So, at times funny tangents and deep dives. Well, Jason, at times, I want to thank you for that review. (laughs) Yep. Go write us a review and I'll read yours. Do it. You remember uh, Dexter's Lab, the show? Uh, It was a little bit after my time. I uh, I know of it. Right, right. I forgot you're a boomer. Well, uh, there's an episode that's very famous. All of my 90s kids will know it. Amelie du Fromage. He wants to cram French overnight because uh, he forgot to study. So, he said, I'll just, I'll play a tape teaching French overnight while I sleep. And when I wake up, I'll know French. Mm-hmm. But, w- but the tape gets stuck and trips and it just keeps repeating the same part over and over. And it's Amelie du Fromage, which is cheese omelet. Mm-hmm. And so, when he wakes up the next day, that's all he can say in any situation. Amelie du Fromage. Anyway... <laughs> I'm going to do that to our listeners, but it's just going to say write a review over and over. And then when they wake up, they won't be able to do anything unless they're writing a review. Taking a shower, going to work, eating breakfast, working out. They'll be having one hand. So, wait, are you going to loop it a fucking million times at the end of this episode? (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, can I sign off before you start doing that? (laughs) Please do. Okay. Uh, All right. I will then. Thanks, everybody. That's it. We'll see you next week for episode 121. See you next week.